Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The following program is brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio. Simons broadcasting live from KDIX Dickinson, North Dakota. Good to have you with us tonight. We are coming to you, if you're a first-time listener, several different ways. 
We're on KDIX's website. We're on Holy Ghost Radio Channel 2. And we're on the great AM station right here in Dickinson, KDIX. This is a live broadcast, and we've got people texting me already. You can be part of this broadcast by texting me, 701-290-7862. You can also email me, robertsimons58 at gmail.com. We've already got people doing that. It's good to have the um, stoners at the Lowman's house. We've got the Schulers listening in Grafton, North Dakota. We've got Lori from Southart. Dave Shark from uh, Fargo listening tonight. And Brother Griffith is listening. He said, let me, see how, let me read this. He said, uh, Brother Griffith tuning in shortly from the Arctic frozen tundra of Great Falls. If you're listening in other parts of the country, we are in a really cold uh, snap here in in our area, Even apparently even in Great Falls, Montana. But in Dickinson, we were supposed to get down to like 16 to 20 below air temperature again tonight, and it has been cold for the last three or four weeks, which is not really what we're wanting exactly because that's really hard on the cattle and different uh, industries around here, of course. So we would like a little bit of global warming to come this way, if uh, if it would. We've got um, we've got a um, it, it is it's just really cold. I Pastor Bob owns a siding and window business too, so that's kind of slow right now. Um, and we uh, so we're just kind of wishing that spring would break a little bit. Did I just get free advertising by saying that, Pastor Bob? What what company is that? Abe is that called Simon's Homes? Hey, I got free advertising just now. Anyway, my last name is Simons. But we've got a program that I'm excited about tonight. Uh, I want to start out, and, and here again, if you're just tuning in, Pastor Bob Simons, live broadcast, broadcasting from the studios of KDIX, Dickinson, North Dakota. And we've got, uh, now Now the texts are coming in. Good, thank you. Please text me, and, and text me with any questions, encouragement, and if you don't like the program, be nice. Uh, don't don't uh, say mean things to me, please, which usually nobody does. I, a lot of times I get good questions, though, I really good questions, and good, um, respectful, sincere questions. I always like those. I want to just start out kind of and just jump into this and just read one verse in 2 Corinthians chapter 6 and verse 17. It says this, Wherefore, come out from among them, and be ye separate, saith the Lord, and touch not the unclean thing. And I will receive you, and will be a father unto you, and you shall be my sons and daughters, saith the Lord Almighty. I want to zero in on this come out from among them portion of Scripture. And I want to talk about this tonight, and this is my topic. Finding the right church. Finding the right local church for you to go to. That's my topic tonight. And uh, it's going to be pretty hard hitting. But there, there is a, uh, there's some, just a few points I want to make about finding the right church. Now, the right church is not necessarily the uh, church that you uh, go to because your parents went to. What if your parents are wrong? What if you're, uh, you know, finding the right church isn't the one that um, that the friendliest church necessarily doesn't make it the right church. The church with a basketball court or family life center doesn't necessarily make it the right church. 
Some people are looking for a church that they never feel condemned. Well, um, we're going to talk about that tonight. I'll jump into that because um, uh, feeling condemned is a uh, good start towards repentance. <laughs> you know, like, uh, how are you going to, my pastor used to, I mean, his logic was something like this. How are you going to, the only, Jesus can save sinners that cry out for mercy. How are you going to know you're a sinner if you don't know what sin is? And our society is really not knowing what good and evil is. And so, so, uh, you may feel, I, I would like to tell you that if you come to our church, the New Life Pentecostal Church, 501 Elks Drive, if you come to a service, I'm not going to tell you, you will not feel condemned. But I will tell you this, there's always a door open for, for God's mercy to be applied to your life. If you're not doing right, um, you should feel condemned. Isn't that right? I mean, like, is anybody going to disagree with that? Are, are we in the business of telling people that are wrong that they're right? So so maybe that's the kind of church you're looking for. Maybe you're looking for a church that you'll never feel condemned. Uh, the church with the Family Life Center, the coffee shop, um, the church that, that um, your parents went to or the church you were born in, I guess if you could say that. But that's not the kind of church you need to go to necessarily. This 2 Corinthians 6.17 says, Come out from among them. And I want to talk about this tonight. I want to talk about that we need to find a church for our life that lines up with the Bible. That's what we need. And and I'm amazed, and and I, I really am amazed at how many people are stuck in traditions and stuck in churches that are dead and full of traditions, and some of the traditions even teach contrary to the Bible. Really, they do. They teach contrary to the Bible. There's a church in this city that has a, um, a, a the Ten Commandments out in front of their church, and they took one of the commandments out. And they split the Tenth Commandment into two so they can still have two left, but they took one of the commandments out because that commandment went against what they think. They took out the commandment that says, Thou shalt have no graven images. In other words, you shouldn't use statues or things like that in your worship. They actually took it off of their their uh, Ten Commandments sign out in front of their church. This is in Dickinson, North Dakota. You see, the kind of church that we should go to is a church that is the same church that Jesus set up in the book. In, in when he before he left, he spent oh, three and a half years with his disciples, and then spent forty days after the resurrection with his disciples, teaching them, instructing them what he wanted them to promote to set his church up. And so I'm gonna. There's going to be some really simple concepts here. I'll probably make three or four points. But the, the topic tonight is what finding the right church. Okay, finding the right church. That's the topic. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Take your high blood pressure medication if you need to. Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. 
You may see a movie show The ushers smell of beer And the preacher is a little odd But remember, that's the church of your choice You can read the newspaper To see what's on downtown St. Paul's has a carnival St. Peter's has a clown At St. Bozo's, a leaking lawn ornament Post crowds from miles around It's standing room only when Dagon comes down Go to the church of your choice on Sunday You may get a bingo game Father Domino will take your bets Sister Mo sells cigarettes But remember, that's the church of your choice At the Friendly Family Worship Center, there's a political candidate speaking on the Magogians invading Jerusalem in 2008. If you vote for him, you're guaranteed not to tribulate. It's spectacular and sure to draw a good gate. Go to the church of your choice on Sunday. You may get a spirit-filled love fest. Run for cover as the women grab the men, wipe their lipstick and makeup on them, but remember, that's the church of your choice. the church of your choice. Yes, remember, that's the church of your choice. I wonder why that's the church of your choice. Maybe you should ask yourself why that's the church of your choice. Well, that couldn't have been a better song to go along with this topic. Pastor Bob and the Tell It Like It Is radio show, Abe is playing the music tonight. If you don't like it, get mad at him. We've got... um, the Woodses and Beulah listening. We've got Helen listening here in Dickinson. And um, she's complaining about the cold. It is cold. I'm going to complain with her. We've got uh, Timothy listening. We've got the Burley, Burling family, uh, the Mathern family. Um, Yvonne down at Bowman is listening. Uh, the uh, We've got Brother Duran listening tonight, really whining about the temperatures in down in Arizona, I guess it got down to 63 today, or the high was 60-something, he said, and 49 tonight. Brr. <laughs> yeah, I suppose that feels cold down there. We, um, we're we talking about our topic tonight is finding the right church. And here again, it's not, the right church is not a, uh, it's like, it's not a, it's not like what um, nationality you are. Like, if you think you're a Norwegian, you have to be a Lutheran. Or if you think you're a German, you have to be a Catholic. Finding the right church has to do with, and this is here again, I want, or I didn't say, I didn't say it yet, but let me just say this, that, that it's, it's not, finding the right church is not according to Pastor Bob. Okay? It's not according to me what the right church is. It's according to the Bible. You see, 
somewhere along the line, somewhere long time ago, I got this realization that my business is not to build a church for Pastor Bob, like so everybody can think I'm such a wonderful person. My concept is that I want to build a church and I want to promote apostolic truth. That's what I would like to do. And so our church here in Dickinson and this radio broadcast and the nursing home services and the jail services and the home Bible studies that are being taught and the men's Bible study at Perkins and all the things that we do, this is not about us getting more people in our local church. Although it may seem that way and that's really what's happening too, but this is about people getting to believe and obey the apostolic doctrine and the authority of the New Testament over every tradition. In Acts chapter 2 and verse 41 it says, And they continued steadfastly in the apostles' doctrine. And so we've got to find out what the apostles' doctrine was. Now, if there are apostles today, which certainly there could be, and that's quite an argument or quite a, quite a discussion, but if there truly are apostles today, they better believe the same things the apostles believed back then. And I'm going to keep this pretty simple tonight, but, but it's still kind of profound because you may be going to the wrong church. You may be going to a church that doesn't preach and teach the apostolic truth. You know, this, um, let, let me just start here. Never minimize the power of teaching and preaching the doctrine of Christ. Well, no, let me start somewhere else. Okay, I'm going to start here first. All through the, the last 2,000 years, the devil has been interested in getting the Bible taken away from people. Very interested in this. And he, he's, he's, uh, he's done it in many different ways. Uh, one of the ways was just, just destroying people that had Bibles. Uh, you'll find all through history, if you can take the read, find a book called Fox's Book of Martyrs. It's a very old book. I think it was written in the 17th century, maybe. And, um, this book has a history uh, in fact, the man that wrote the book spent some time in prison for his faith. But this this fox that wrote the book compiled a history, kind of a brief history, it's a, it's a pretty thick book, about martyrs that have died in, the, um, in this era since um, the apostles were here. And he went, originally the Romans were killing him, killing them, and then they were being killed by a political Christian church that didn't want people to disagree with it. And so people were being killed, and sometimes the crimes they committed were simply owning Bibles. That's it. Owning Bibles in a language they could read. You know, um, I just came back from speaking at a conference in Indiana, and the I was asked to speak on a specific topic, but... This conference was about how to reach ex-Amish and Mennonite people, and and it was very interesting to me. One of the things that's interesting to me about the Amish is that the German that they read their Bibles, the German that the Bible, their Bibles are written in, is a German that they don't truly, really understand that well. And I believe 
that when you get that scenario going, you're going to find people that don't know their Bibles. Like, for years, the Catholic Church did everything in Latin. What good did that do anybody? Nobody, Latin's a dead language. Nobody understands it. In fact, many of the elderly or older Catholic people can remember when the Mass was in Latin. My wife can remember that. So whether you killed people that own Bibles or you told them to turn in your Bibles or we will kill you, that was another scenario that was played out from like the 4th century all the way probably until the 17th century. And this was done by the religious people against people that wanted to read their Bibles. I'm not making this up. This is this is um, documented facts. Whole settlements, whole uh, cities were killed because their crime was they could read a Bible in their language. When the Bible began to be translated into English, uh, there was a, a man named Wycliffe, another man named Tyndale. They were hated. They were persecuted because they were bringing the Bible into English. You see, the right church that you need to go to is a church that promotes the Bible. Now, uh, the communists, of course, and, and the, um, and the, uh, red Chinese and so on, they were killing people for owning Bibles. Uh, that, that, that was a, um, you know, I, I've read some of the things that happened in the Eastern Bloc countries like Romania in the 50s. It was horrible. Uh, pastors were being tortured. Uh, Bibles were being destroyed. Uh, it was just a terrible, terrible time. And so I want to say this to start with. The devil has always wanted to keep the Word of God away from people. Nowadays, the way that he's trying to keep the Word of God away from people, you know how it is nowadays, Abe? He's trying to make you feel like an idiot for reading it. See, we have, they have tried to say that the Bible is a bunch of fairy tales and a bunch of uh, legends and and so on. Mythology, they say. You know, one of the reasons I don't have a television or watch Hollywood is because, I mean, just one of the reasons, the main reason I don't want to waste my life doing that, but one of the other reasons is because if you look, they are attacking the Bible, making fun of the Bible. And listen, you Christians that are listening to me that watch that stuff, doesn't that make you mad? It doesn't make you upset. And so to start out with tonight, the right church believes in the Bible. They believe the Bible's true. Um, you may be amazed about this, but there are many churches in this city that don't believe the Bible's true in Dickinson. There are, are churches in this city that don't believe that um, Jesus was born of a virgin. These are Christian churches. They did a poll. Um, this I read this many years ago, and I'm sure it's not changed at all. And they found out a great percentage of Protestant ministers did not believe that the Bible was true. And and that, that would go across the board with Catholic, Protestant, whatever. Don't believe the book of Genesis is true. Don't believe in the miracles of the Bible. You are in the wrong church. You're in the wrong church if they believe that. Uh, there are some churches that do the Bible buffet, I call it, <laughs> where they pick out the parts of the Bible they like, like John 3.16, 
For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life, which I like that too. But then they'll take out other verses in the Bible that say, for instance, that homosexuality is a sin. And that's in the New Testament, by the way, in several places. Um, In fact, Jesus himself said that marriage was between a man and a woman. Jesus said that. So people that try to say, well, you're taking obscure Old Testament passages, I'm not. Um, You need to find a church that believes in New Testament authority. A friend of mine I was teaching a Bible study too many years ago was teaching Sunday school, helping, he was a Sunday school helper, Sunday school teacher's helper, and in the class that he was teaching, this was in a church that did not believe in the miracles of the Bible. They were studying where Jesus walked on the water, and the teacher that he was teaching with told the children, well, in that part of the sea, there are many sand dunes under the, the water. And so Jesus was probably walking on the sand dunes and just looked like he was walking on the water. You're in the wrong church, folks. <laughs> That's the wrong church. This, this is, uh, Jesus wasn't a cheap trickster. He was God manifest in the flesh. The miracles of the Bible are true. And so finding the right church, this is very simple. Number one, do they believe the Bible is true? Do they believe in the authority of the New Testament? Now, why am I saying authority of the New Testament? When I believe the Old Testament is the Word of God, true, too. But the New Testament explains the Old Testament. That's what the Scripture means, rightly dividing the word of truth. Remember, the early church only had the Old Testament as their Bible. (coughs) The apostles were writing the New Testament. (coughs) And so, the New Testament is a great place to start if you want to find out what God wants, because it's very simple. You don't have to, uh, you don't really have to try to figure it all out. So, 2 John verses 9 and 10, John said, Whosoever transgresseth and abideth not in the doctrine of Christ hath not God. He that abideth in the doctrine of Christ, he hath both the Father and the Son. If there come any unto you and bring not this doctrine, receive him not into your house, neither bid him God's speed. And so Second John 9 says that the doctrine of Christ is very, very important. He mentions it twice, the words, the doctrine of Christ. And then he says, if any come unto you, and he's talking about anybody teaching you or preaching anything but this doctrine, don't welcome him into your home. Neither wish him Godspeed or good luck or hope everything goes well in your ministry. So what is this doctrine of Christ that Second John 9 and 10 is talking about? Well, the Apostle Paul tells us what it is in Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2. Hebrews chapter 6, verses 1 and 2 spells out the doctrine of Christ. It's repentance, faith, the doctrine of baptisms, and that's uh, water baptism and Holy Ghost or spirit baptism, the laying on of hands, resurrection of the dead, and eternal judgment. 
And so if you're going to a church that doesn't preach the doctrine of Christ, like there are churches that don't teach and preach that baptism is important. You're going to the wrong church. And the word baptize means to immerse. If you're going to a church that sprinkles babies, you're going to the wrong church. That was never, ever, ever done in the Bible. The word baptism itself means to immerse. That's what it means. That that would be like um, saying that I'm going to fry some French fries, and throw and instead of frying the French fries, you're going to throw them in a snowbank, and say we fried the French fries. You can't change what a word means. If it's frying, it's frying. It's not snowbanking, <laughs> and you can't. Uh, baptism means to immerse. If you were sprinkled, if you go to a church that sprinkles babies, that's not the right church. You know this. This, um, and I'm not taking phone calls tonight. Phones are ringing here, but text me if you can two nine seven zero one two nine zero seven eight six two. Now John goes on, in, or in First John chapter two and verse nineteen, John said this about some people back in those days. They went out from us, but they were not of us. For if they had been of us, they would no doubt have continued with us. But they went out that they might be made manifest that they were not all of us. Now this is what this is saying in a simple way. First John 2.19 He's saying that they left us. They left our beliefs. And, and he, they left us, but they were, the reason they left us is they didn't agree with us. That's what John said. If they had agreed with us, they would have stayed with us. Well, you know what John's saying? You can agree with the apostles and be right, or you can disagree with the apostles and be wrong. You see, this is, this is so important. If you want to go to the right church, here again, this isn't according to Pastor Bob, this is according to, to John the Apostle. You've got to find a church that agrees with them. We're going to come back. I'm going to have Abe play some music. We'll come back in just a second to the Tell It Like It Is radio show. Text me tonight, 701-290-7862. Way back in the country, in the woods of Illinois Back where Abraham Lincoln used to run as a boy Every Sunday night you can follow the crowd To that Pentecost church on the outskirts of town Owls are white, we're running and the seats are comfy I'll show you how we have church out here in the country
if you feel your life's heading down a dead end road The smoke and the booze and the party's getting old Take a little advice from someone who knows There's life-changing power in the Holy Ghost You better take your truck cause the roll's a little bumpy But that's the way we have church out here in the country communication here tonight. Good to have you with us. Uh, works better for me if you can text me or email me. The text number is 701-290-7862 and the email is robertsimons58 at gmail.com. My topic tonight, this is a live broadcast coming live from the Tell It Like It Is show, Dickinson, North Dakota. It's finding the right church. So we're talking right in the middle of about right now is find a church that preaches and teaches what the New Testament taught and preached about salvation and about the Scripture. I, I ended before we played that song in First John where John said you can either agree with the, the apostles and be right or you can disagree with the apostles and be wrong. That's what I believe. I really believe that. I believe we've got to go back. We're not going to go to a creed. We're not going to go to a uh, a some type of a um, um, uh, catechism. We're going to go right to the scripture. We've got to go to the scripture. Uh, you know, the early church, for instance, baptized in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins. When Jesus said, Matthew twenty eight nineteen, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost, the apostles understood that to mean baptizing them in the name of Jesus, and that's exactly what they did. That's what the Bible says. And that's what even church history says. But there was a misunderstanding. People have misunderstood Matthew twenty eight nineteen, and they so they used the titles instead of the name of Jesus. If you're going to a church that doesn't baptize you in the name of Jesus or your family or your friends or the people you're winning, you're going to the wrong church. 1 Corinthians 14, 37 and 38, the Apostle Paul said, If any man thinks himself to be a prophet or spiritual, let him acknowledge that the things that I write unto you are the commandments of the Lord. But if any man be ignorant, let him be ignorant. So this, what this verse is saying that is that, that you better, if you think you're spiritual or you think you're a prophet, 
you better realize that what the Apostle Paul is saying are the commandments of the Lord. And if you don't believe that, you're dumb. That's what he said. If any man wants to stay ignorant, just let him stay ignorant. Let him be ignorant. And so... Here, here again. I, this is a hard-hitting program, and and I and I I don't expect that everybody's going to like it, and I and I hope that I I just hope that you can hear me out. Uh, there are many fine people that are going to to churches that don't preach what's right, and what's very interesting to me now, and I'll probably move into this segment now. But there are churches that are condoning, their leadership is condoning things that are clearly wrong in the Bible. Many years ago, a friend of mine, who was a Pentecostal pastor at that time in, in I believe, in Minot, he said he was visiting with a man who was sitting up on a tractor, and the man came off the tractor, he was a Lutheran man, and he was he had tears in his eyes, and he told my friend, he said, when I was a boy... They told me that homosexuality was a sin. And now the church I belong to can ordain pastors that are homosexuals. When did God change his mind? You see, right now it is not popular to teach and believe certain things that the Bible teaches. And here again, I'm just focusing on the New Testament tonight. I love the Old Testament. I preach the Old Testament. I um, Our church is really into the Old Testament also. But I'm telling you, the New Testament teaches and, and tells us so many things that God says are right and so many things that God says are wrong. You know, the right, if you want to go to the right church, find a church that doesn't do the Bible buffet. Okay, I'll take some of this, but I won't take that. I'll take some of this, but I won't take that. You know, this, for instance, um, you know, the Bible, the New Testament has plenty to say about drinking. Do you know that? Um, Scripture says, be sober. That just straight out tells it. Be sober. That word sober is Greek, and it means free from intoxicants. So it says be sober because your adversary the devil is trying to trying to destroy you. And when you're drunk, you're easy game to make a terrible mistake. Be sober. The same New Testament says that drunkards are going to hell. Did you did you hear that? It's not a disease, it's a sin. If you're going to a church that says it's a disease, you're going to the wrong church. They're mistaken. It's not true. As I said earlier in the program, the the trend has been for the last 2,000 years, the devil has tried to destroy the Bible, destroy people that believe in the Bible, read the Bible, and now there's more Bibles than there's ever been, and he's trying to get people not to read their Bibles because he's telling them, well, it's not really true anyway. And they're so busy with their entertainment that they don't take time to really read their Bible anyhow. You know, this um, You know this topic is, is very, uh, I think it's very crucial, 
and I'm I, I'm using the concept finding the right church to try to make you think. I really am because because I like for instance I could not go to a church. I could not be a member of a church. I should say I could attend a church and visit a church, but I could not be a member of a church that doesn't preach the Acts two thirty eight message as the plan of salvation. Repent and be baptized, every one of you, in the name of Jesus Christ for the remission of sins, and you shall receive the gift of the Holy Ghost. I believe all those three things are correct. Certainly faith in God is is part of the plan of salvation. But Peter said, repent and be baptized in the name of Jesus, every one of you, for the remission of sins. In other words, it's not just repentance. If you're going to a church that says baptism is not a part of the plan of salvation, They're arguing with Peter in Acts chapter 2 and verse 38. So, you're going to the wrong church. You know, that's to me, that's the bare minimum. Just the bare minimum of of what... I I mean, that's that's why uh, if you call me or you text me, we're giving out my number this whole broadcast, and say, well, Pastor Bob, uh, what church should I go to? I'm living in uh, Timbuktu. I'll try to find a church for you that at least preaches Acts 238. I'll try to find a church for you like that. Because that is a just the, the, the lowest common denominator. There's a lot more things in the Bible. But number one, we've got to be saved, right? We've got to be right with God. You see, don't go to a church where the, the church authorities' opinions are not backed by the Word of God. For instance... The Bible teaches there's only one God. It doesn't teach there are three separate and distinct persons in God. The word Trinity is not found in the Bible anywhere. It's not. And so when we read in 1 Corinthians 8 and 6, where Paul said, But to us there is but one God, the Father, of whom are all things, and we in him, and one Lord Jesus Christ, by whom are all things, and we by him. I can't do justice to telling you about one God tonight. I don't have time. We've got like 15 minutes left in our broadcast. But I will tell you this. The Bible emphatically states there's only one God, and this one God is the Father. The Holy Spirit is simply the Father because God is a spirit. The Father is a spirit. The Holy Spirit and the Father are the same person. If I can, I don't even want to use that word, but they're the same uh, God. The Father and the Holy Spirit are God, period. Then who was Jesus? The Bible says that Jesus is the visible image of the invisible God. Well, who is God? Well, the Bible says God is Father. So Jesus is the visible image of the invisible Father. He's not a separate God. He's the God that you can see. That's what John 1 is talking about. In the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. And then in verse 14 of John, it says, And the Word became flesh and dwelt among us. That's who Jesus is. You know, this this concept of, well, I, Pastor Bob, you know, I just kind of feel bad because I don't know if I'm praying too much to the Father or the Son or the Holy Spirit. I sure hope they don't feel bad because it seems like I'm, you know what, that's ridiculous. There's only one God. He's a spirit. He's the Father. 
The Bible says God was in Christ reconciling the world to himself. Which God? The Father. There's only one God. The Father was in Christ. That's why when Jesus in John chapter 14 told his disciples, when you've seen me, you've seen the Father. Jesus is the invisible, or he's the visible image of the invisible Father. And so truly, Jesus is God. You see, you know, it's so important. Which church are you going to? What do they teach? What do they believe? You know, uh, what is the church you're going to? What do they believe about sin? Like, what, what do they believe about it? Do they believe that, like I mentioned drinking, I could mention um, Hollywood. Like, is it okay for Christians to to watch and listen to garbage? Like, is that okay? Does anybody think it's okay? I mean, does your church tell you it's okay? This 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 topic tonight is is you know very hard hitting, and I I. And I'm sure there's going to be some backlash, but I'm just telling you, why do you go to the church you go to? Because they're friendly? Because your family's associated with it? Or is it because they preach and teach the truth? The Apostle Paul in the book of Galatians said, If I or an angel from heaven preach any other gospel to you than the one that I preached, let him be accursed. And then he repeats it again. What was Paul saying? If somebody comes and preaches something besides what the apostles preached, don't listen to it. Doesn't matter if it's the angel Moroni, don't listen to it. Doesn't matter if the apostle Paul said, if I come back preaching a different gospel, don't listen to me. What church are you going to? Are you going to the right church? You know this. This. Um, this to me um, is is to, to me. I, I've got one other area I want to really talk about tonight, Abe. Too, but you know, well, maybe two, and they're both so important because yes, we do need to find a church where the love of God is present because God is love. But do you really love people if you don't tell them the truth? I mean, really. Do you really love people if you don't, like, like if you, uh, you know, if your kids are not getting an education, for instance, and you don't say anything to them, do you really love them? You know, um, you know, this, this is important stuff. It really is. This, um, let me just, let me just say this because I have just a little bit of time left. The topic tonight is, finding the right church and um, people are calling in tonight can't take any phone calls just right now but we need to build an atmosphere where people can be touched by the power of God are there people receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit in your church like they did in the book of Acts are they receiving the gift of the Holy Spirit in your church. 
Does anybody receive the gift of the Holy Spirit like they did in the book of Acts? Like where people were speaking in tongues. You know, this this is very important. Um, we, Wednesday night, we've been having visitors, a lot of visitors come to church. We did today also. Wednesday night, the power of God touched the visitors. This morning, there were visitors. We I, I had a, one of the young men in our church preach, and while he was preaching, there were, there were visitors crying in our church. Why? Because the power of God was touching them. Does the power of God operate in your churches? Are there miracles in your church? Do people believe, and I'm just going to keep going back to it, that do do you see people in church receiving the baptism of the Holy Spirit? If you don't, now I'm not saying that it's got to be every service, and I'm not saying that you can't have a Bible study in your church where you close and have donuts and coffee afterwards. I'm not saying that. But there are churches that are so dead and dry that if somebody died of a heart attack in that church, they wouldn't even know they were dead until after everybody started filing out. Because nothing is happening. The power of God is not an operation. The Apostle Paul said, I did not come to you with excellency of speech of man's wisdom, but in demonstration of the spirit and of power. That your faith should not stand in the wisdom of men, 1 Corinthians 2 and 4, but in the power of God. You know, this this um, uh, doesn't matter how eloquent the preacher is, doesn't matter how many books he's written, which in my case, those are both not true. But is the power of God in operation there? I have been in this Pentecostal movement now for 40 years. And I have seen amazing things happen in church. And I have watched people walk into a church, Pentecostal church, knowing nothing about what's going on. And the power of God will touch them, they'll shake, they'll cry, and I'll go up to them and say, do you know why Why are you crying? And they'll say, I don't know. I don't know. I feel something. I don't know. Does that happen in your church? Could it be you need to find the right church. Jesus said in Mark 16 and 17, and these signs shall follow them that believe. In my name they shall cast out devils, and they shall speak with new tongues. Is that happening? Let me let me just draw your attention real quickly here to Acts chapter 8 and verse 6. And it says, and the people with one accord gave heed unto those things which Philip spake, hearing and seeing the miracles which he did. So, uh, Philip went to the city of Samaria in in Acts chapter 8, and the Bible said that the whole city was converted. And this is why they were converted, because they heard and saw the miracles which Philip was doing. Now, I'm not going to base my entire faith on miracles. I know that. Neither should you. Or even people that claim to do miracles. But I will tell you this, that those things have never died out. And God is still using those things today. And I've I've seen God's miracle working power. I've seen God 
I've seen the gifts of the Spirit in operation. Like I say, I've been going to a Pentecostal church. I did. I wasn't raised Pentecostal, but I've been going to a Pentecostal church now for 40 years. And I have seen God do amazing things. I've seen God heal people. Here again, finding the right church. Finding the right church. You know, um, are there Pentecostal people that are hypocrites? Yes. Are there Pentecostal pastors that are not genuine? Certainly. You know, I'm not here to defend everybody that's ever called themselves a Pentecostal. I'm not. But I'm telling you that if we're going to go to church, you know, the first time I ever visited a Pentecostal church, when we left, I told my wife, we were married, brand new married couple, a little baby. I told her, if I ever go back to a church, it's going to be something like that. And that same week, I went to a Pentecostal church in Valley City and was baptized in the name of Jesus. You see, and and that's that's where it all started. There's a story to that. Well, you are listening to the Tell It Like It Is radio show, which is a live broadcast, and um, the um, we've got we've got uh, Abe in the broadcast here. He's gonna he hasn't said a word, hasn't played his guitar or anything, but he's gonna give out some information <coughs> on how to get a hold of us during the week. Well, we are from the New Life Pentecostal Church in Dickinson, North Dakota, and you can visit visit us on Sunday mornings at. Um, we have Sunday school at 10 o'clock a.m., and that's adult uh, Bible study, open discussion Bible study, and also um, there's Sunday school classes for the kids, um, and that starts at 10 o'clock a.m. Sunday morning, and our worship service is at 11 o'clock a.m., and uh, that's the New Life Pentecostal Church. The address to our church is 501 Elks Drive, Dickinson, North Dakota. Um, our next service is going to be Wednesday night at 7.30. Um, and you are welcome to join us. Um, and uh, we'd love to have you there. Also, if you're from the Beulah area, there's a an apostolic church, the Truth Community Church is the name of that church there. And the address is 223rd Street Northwest. Um, they have service Sunday mornings at 10.30. And a Wednesday night at 7 o'clock. That's the Truth Community Church in Beulah. Um, we have uh, a church, a midweek service every Tuesday night in Beach, North Dakota. Um, and that's at the Beach Community Center at 7.30 p.m. That's an apostolic service um, led by Brother Joe Hostetler at Beach every Tuesday night, 7.30 at the Beach Community Center. Also... Um, if you're from the Bowman area, there's a church, and it's called the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, the address to that church is 18 North Main. Um, Brother Seth Springer is the is the pastor there in Bowman, and they have service every Thursday night at 7.30 p.m. It's a midweek service every Thursday night, 7.30 p.m. That's the Cornerstone Apostolic Church. Um, if you would like to get a hold of Pastor Simons, you can email him. His email is robertsimons 
58 at gmail.com or you can call or text in the cell phone number is 701-290-7862. This is the Tell It Like It Is radio broadcast. Thank you, Abe, and um, thank you so much, all of you that have texted me tonight and emailed me, uh, really uh, really an, uh, a great number of people, and I appreciate that, and everybody was nice to me. Some good questions also. Uh, I just want to tell you that this Acts 238 message, people are coming to it from Catholicism, they're coming to it from Mormonism, they're coming to it uh, from the Amish, uh, they're they're uh, coming from non-religious backgrounds to it. The um, um, this this radio broadcast certainly I would love to visit with you and meet you and have you come to our church. I'd love to be your pastor. Of course, that's your decision. But this is not exactly what I'm talking about tonight. I'm not talking about finding the right church that it's my church. And it seems like a conflict of interest, but I'm not. It's not really um, what I'm trying to get at it here it's not like my church it's not pastor bob's church but the right church is the church that jesus set up and the apostles were the the administrators of it that's the right church my goal in life and my goal as a pastor is to have our church be as similar to that church as possible. That's what I want. That's that's my goal. That's my desire. And it starts with preaching and teaching the same thing they did. Now, there are things about that church that I've not experienced yet. I I have not seen the dead raised yet. Now, I've no, I've known of people that have seen it but I have not seen that yet in our local church where somebody that was dead is raised from the dead. But I believe it. I'm going to pray to see it if, if, the, if you know, the situation warrants it. You've got to have a dead person. Somebody's got to die to do this, so I don't know if we have any volunteers. But, but I mean, you know, somebody's got to die. But do you see what I'm saying? Like, I'm not telling you that the church I pastor is the perfect church. But what I am telling you is we teach and we preach the same things that that church taught and preached. And that's what you need to look for. So if you're going to a church that that, uh, was started really hundreds of years after the apostles, um, you need to rethink some things here. Lord Jesus, tonight I know that this topic has been Certainly hard-hitting, and possibly there are people that could be upset. But I pray, Lord, for them especially, that somehow that they'll understand what I'm saying, that I'm not saying they need to join my church, but, Lord, that they need to join your church. And your church is not a church that was made by man or made by a council or a creed. But your church, you set up yourself when you walked this earth. And, and Lord, I, I just pray that you help us and help people to be, to be serious enough about truth to really seek after it for themselves. I pray in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. Lord, uh, next week, Sunday night, we're going to have a special speaker on the Tell It Like It Is show to be announced. But uh, So tune in next Sunday night, 806, 
Mountain Time for another Tell It Like It Is radio show. Good night, folks. Have you always wanted to have a program on the radio? If you can talk on the phone, you can have your very own program on Holy Ghost Radio 2. You can produce your program or we can help you produce it. For more information, tap on the ad panel on our app or contact us through our website, www.holyghostradio.com. The preceding program was brought to you by an independent producer. The opinions expressed on the program do not necessarily reflect those of the staff, management, or ownership of Holy Ghost Radio.